were about to step between the ropes and rumble with the guys from Call It On Air podcast. So don't forget to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and share the podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Call It On Air podcast. Today is going to be an interesting day. Let's go ahead and start with some current events. Uh, I saw where Raymond Rougeau was elected mayor of Ralden, Quebec, Canada. I, believe, I think it is QC Canada. Y'all hear about that one? No. So Ray Rougeau is the mayor of Raw Dog? Raw Dog. Oh, okay. I thought I said Raw Dog. Close enough. Yeah, yeah, same difference. No, I hadn't heard anything about that. I didn't know he was still alive. So, so one of the Mounties is a mayor now. Actually, I think just one of the. I thought I thought a Jacques was a Mountie. Weren't both of Mounties? I thought they were just the Rougeau brothers, and then when they split up, Jacques became the Mountie. <laughs> I think you're right. Okay, well, stand corrected. But like we said on the last episode, each of us was going to pick five talent names from the current ROH roster book and see what we can come up with. So did y'all do y'all's homework? Sort of. Oh, yes. <laughs> Since you reminded me about half an hour ago. I believe it was a little more than half an hour ago, but okay. Yeah, my, okay. <laughs> uh, for 45 minutes? <laughs> well, since Fugitive is all gun-ho about this, let's start with his list. Uh, I had a big problem with the list because I looked to the current Ring of, Aust- current Ring of Honor roster. And I didn't know five names. So I had to do a whole lot of research to figure out who the fuck these people were. And then once I started doing more research, I was like, oh, wait, I do know more of these people. I just, the name didn't click in my head, basically. So um, of my five picks are Brody King. All right, hang on Mike Bennett. Oh, hang on, sorry. Brody King. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Number next. Is one. this like bingo? Everybody, is this like bingo? And everybody's kind of check them off the bingo card now. Well, I'm just trying to <laughs> make a list so we we can you know compare them and all. Just yeah, because I'm not gonna forget who I said. Yeah, so somebody's writing this shit down. All right. Next, Mike Bennett, and he ain't in it. Next, EC3. All right. The next one, I don't know if it still counts or not, but Jay Lethal? I, I don't think that counts because, I mean, he just signed, obviously, with AEW. So I, I, I was going to question that it, myself because he was on my list and he is currently still on the ROH roster. He was supposed to be on Final Battle Show and they took him off of that. So he's not even going to be on their last show that they're having this uh, sometime in December. Because I got I mean, alternatives. I got alternatives. 
All right, then we'll take Jay Lethal off and put Silas Young. I, I actually had Jay Lethal, and I had Silas Young as his uh, stand-in if uh, y'all weren't going to let me have Jay Lethal. <laughs> Same thing I did. <laughs> All right. Because I'd, I'd seen Silas Young work before, just the name didn't click. And when I started looking, I was like, oh, yeah, fucking him. Yeah, put him on there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Flip Same Gordon. Thing. Flip? Yeah, Flip Gordon. Gordon. I ain't got no idea who that is. All right. Because my original plan was going to be a smart ass and go, well, technically, there's nobody currently on the Ring of Honor roster to choose from because they released them all. But I figured that wouldn't fly. So who's all up right, next? Kate? All right. Um, since I figured y'all picked the obvious ones, um, I, I went a little bit different um, from when I've actually watched Ring of Honor and picked some of the entertaining guys like uh, Dalton Castle. I should have went first. <laughs> um, then um, Dan Housen, uh, very entertaining character. Um, then Delirious, because Delirious has been there forever. Who? Um, Delirious. Trying to book figure out. Yes, he's a booker, head trainer, yeah, etc. Uh, trying to figure out how to spell that one. All right, give me a second here. D E L I R I O U S. All right, next. All right. Um, next, I'm going to go with the Briscoes tag team. We are we counting that as one or two? I say we count it as one. That's just me. All right. So what does that leave me at four? Yeah, one more. All right. And then, so the fourth one will be, I'm going to go with Kenny King. All right. Well, my original list was Dalton. Kate just picked, so boom, that's off. Actually, scratch Kenny King and put Rhett Titus. Rhett Titus? Yes, R-E-R-H-E-T-T-T-I-T-U-S. All right. I my next one was gonna be EC three, which then it was gonna be Jay Lethal and as a backup it was gonna be Young, but refused to pick that one. So let's see. I'll go with Kenny King, then PJ Black. Now I guess I gotta find some extras. So let's see. I'm still saying Jay Lethal is on the on the roster, and it's right there. I'm looking at his picture. Yeah, I saw him on there too. But as soon as I saw him, I was like, I'm gonna pick him. But I don't think that counts anymore since he's on AEW now. I mean, a, a good one if you you know you want to take one of Matt Taven. That's who I was just looking at. I'll do that Matt Taven then. Uh, you got two more. And Ray Horace. I believe I'll do him. Take his spot. I was getting asked if you were selecting him by asking a question. With how you said he's like, Ray Horace? 
Who the fuck's this? Oh. And what? Let's, hang on, let's see. Well, while right, he's was... thinking, I'll go ahead and get it out the way. I checked our email, and there's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> what about this Max the Impaler? Who, is that a man or a woman? Woman. I assume so, because one of the mornings, um, or when it come on the Channel 13, Saturday mornings, I saw her beating the shit out of Angelina Love. So I'm assuming as a woman. I think lastly, I'll go with that Josh Woods. Josh Woods. Yeah, he's like the first one on our top of page three. And what was Caden's fifth one? It was a Rhett Titus, Dalton Castle, Delirious, the Briscoes, and... Rhett Titus. I said that one. Rhett Titus, Dalton Frisco Castle. Frisco Brothers, Delirious, Don Housing, and Dalton That's right. Castle. Dan Housing. That's the one I forgot. So here you go. There's roughly 15, 16 people. Because at first I was thinking about you know, choosing tag teams and women too, but I was like, okay, if you got five picks, you can't fill out a roster if you're trying to do men and women in tag teams. So I just stuck with picking five guys. Yeah, I was thinking the women's thing too. I am more traditional of women working with women, guys working with guys. That whole crossover thing is a little, it's a little iffy. You can do it, but it, it's a stretch. Makes, In some instances, it work. You know. And if you know, if you had a woman like a Jordan Grace going against a smaller guy, then yeah, you know, it works. Or like ODB. Yeah. yeah. I'm any, any women's wrestler that fits into that mold of just, you know, you can tell they can beat the shit out of everybody in the goddamn Right. But a lot of these that I was seeing on there was a little feminine. Won't be able to do that to, you know, one of these guys come through it like that. I think out of the women wrestlers, I'd only heard of three of them. Yeah, it, it, it won't many. And that was like Angelina Love, um, the Maria Canellis, the Bennett, and then the Maria Maniac one. That's the only three I'd heard of. All right, so moving on to the booking side of it, who would you put as a first match? I was booking the show, basically, the first show. Yeah, their first show, as they, they're going to shut down everything, they're going to rebrand it, and they're coming back with their first show. How would we book that first 16 guys? That's a good question. <laughs> would you start yeah. off with the tag team yeah. match first with the Briscoe brothers? Are we treating this like they like we know nothing? Like, are we starting from absolute scratch? Or, well, I am. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure we don't have to act like we know nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty sure we get that down pat. Yeah, covered. Yeah, that's a good 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 tag team match. Clean, clean slate here. ROH is rebranded, and we're booking it. 
So, you, would you put the Briscoe brothers on first? Or would you put them later on in the show? If it was me booking with, I don't know, because even if it is the rebrand of the Ring of Honor, you're still going to have a lot of that same Ring of Honor crowd. So, I right. would, I don't know. I would try to start off with something kind of fast-paced. Like some sort of... See, I don't know these people, so I can't really book it. I'd start off some, like, I don't know. I keep thinking, like, some sort of three-way. Between, like, Flip Gordon, Delirious, and either PJ Black or Ray Horse. But I don't know how many people that's going to leave us for the rest of the matches. I can't count that fast in my head. All right, who would I think you put you on get this? There. Huh? Who would be your main event guys? I've always been a big fan of that Brody King guy. I've only seen him in a few matches, but every match he works, it's fucking solid. You know? And it's believable. So, like, to me, like, the main event picture would be, like, somehow involving Brody King, Mike Bennett, EC3. Yeah, I was, I, was thinking, of them. I was thinking EC3 and somebody else. Silas Young would be a good size matchup. Yeah, yeah. So you're saying Silas Young and EC3 for main event? I think that would be a good match. Fugitive, what do you think? Yeah, I think that works. All right. Are we getting into like specifics of like who's baby, who's heel? Oh. And angles, or are we just booking straight matches? I believe just straight matches right now. That makes more we, sense because if not, it'd be like a five part series. Yeah, then we can go back and kind of <laughs> figure out what who's who then. Semi main. I think that would be a good spot for the tag match. That's exactly what I was going to say. I think that would be a good spot for the Briscoes. Okay. Against? See, I'm at a loss for a whole lot of these because I've, again, uh, I've heard of Kenny King. I've never seen him work. He's good. Um, I've He's heard good. of Matt Taven. I've never seen him work. And I have never heard of Ray Horace or Josh Woods or Rhett Titus. Now, so, you would put a, a intermission between your third and fourth match, right? Is what I'm thinking. Yeah, because it's going to be a, short, you know, a shorter show, probably just five matches total. Right. So I was I thinking. Had... I was thinking on that third spot, you go with PJ Black versus Dalton Castle, and then as soon as they're over with, hit an intermission, and then come back with the Briscoes versus somebody. There's seven people. So I'm just adding up people and shit. It's a whole lot easier to book shows when you know the actual the people on the show. Because like I said, I'm looking and I'm like, I don't, I can't piece together a good tag team to go against the Briscoes because I don't know enough about the other people to do it. My guess would be probably the best bet to go against the Briscoes might be Rhett Titus because he's been there a good while and Matt Taven. They look like a good team to go against them. Titus and Taven even sounds good together. Of the team, of the people that we've chosen, I think that that's probably going to be 
one of those team, you know, the two people that could could be teamed up. Yeah. More so than anybody else. Okay. So we're going with that. Yeah, I'm just trying to edit my list and shit, so I know who we still got to choose from. I think that Delirious and Danhausen would be a good opening because they they both have gimmicks where they do that would work well against each other. And I think that would be a fun, fun way to start the show. Who was that again? Delirious and Danhausen. So this might have to be a six card show then because we have seven people left in one match. Oh, no, never mind. I forgot to take Matt Taven off. We got six people in one match. So we can just have to see him. One, two. Who are the six? Brody King, Mike Bennett, Flip Gordon, Kenny King, Ray Horace, and Josh Woods. We can put them all in a, a six-man tag. Second match. I think that's a hard spot. I mean, just from watch, because I know that's kind of become a big thing in like AEW where they're pulling from that Mexican influence and that New Japan influence where they always, you know, throw out two or three, you know, a six-man tag matches and everything. I don't think they ever really do anything for the workers in the matches, you know? I mean, Ring of Honor does have a six-man tag team championship. Well, they had. That doesn't mean they're still going to have when it comes back. That's true. I don't know, like, you know, unless it is something where it's a six-man tag and it's actually a focus, which I don't really see that on AEW or New Japan or in the Mexican matches. It's always just kind of, it seems like it's kind of how we have. We basically ended up with these leftover people. Let's throw them together in a six-man. Which, yes, it could be an entertaining match, but once it's over, me personally, I don't remember shit anybody did in it. You know, what about, it's not a good place to the. It's not a good place to stand out and establish people. And if this is your first show back, you want to get people established. So you wouldn't be down for putting Kenny King and Matt Bennett in tag match with the Briscoe brothers and the uh, Titus and Taven have like a Briscoes versus Titus and Taven versus a uh, Ben. Now that I like, I thought you was meaning like a six-man tag match, three on one side, three on another. But you mean basically? Well, originally I had, but tag then match. I got to looking at it again. That kind of, I, I, I kind of watch it myself. Yeah, I kind of like that. Briscoes versus Titus and Taven versus Bennett and King. But like I said, I haven't seen Kenny King work, but from everything I've heard about him and stuff, I think him and Bennett might actually pull off a halfway decent tag team. And then we could just throw out a damn four-way for the second match between King and Gordon, Horse, and Wood. So you think a four-way? That might just be my love of ECW because they kind of – ECW always did that the best at those damn three-way dances and four-corners matches. So I think it could work because you got a good you – know, from what I've seen of Flip Gordon, he's a hell of a worker. A Ray Horse, I'm assuming – He's like a luchador high flyer. Um, Josh Woods, he's a body for he's a body for Brody King to bounce off the ring. Yeah, I think so. What do y'all think about that? Yeah, that could be good. 
And looky there, that's all our people gone. So we have in the curtain jerk spot, Delirious versus Danhausen. Then a four-way between Brody King versus Flip Gordon versus Ray Horace versus Josh Woods. Then PJ Black versus Dalton Castle. Then we have an intermission where you can go to the merch table and buy some great T-shirts, hot dogs, and a handshake. Um, fourth match, the Briscoes versus Titus and Taven and Bennett and King. Then the main event, EC3 versus Silas Young. But now I kind of want to see that card. <laughs> yeah, I, it would be entertaining, actually. As the Ring of Honor expert, Caden, what do you think about it? I think it's a good card. I don't know that I'm necessarily an expert. But Out of us three, you know. Right. You're the smartest one on the short bus, basically. That ain't saying nothing. Well, I know that's the point. But... At PJ Black and Dalton Castle match, I, it, both of those, I, the times I've seen them were entertaining. See, I don't think I've ever seen Dalton Castle in a match. I've seen him like, you know, come out and fuck around people in the ringside and stuff. I don't think I've ever actually seen him in a match. Last time I saw PJ Black in a match, I think it was on Lucha Underground. Wasn't he on Lucha Underground? Yes. Yeah, I think that's the last time I saw him. But there you go, Ring of Honor. We saved you some money. Book that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's... Y'all can... Yeah. And they can throw in a women's match of their choice since we didn't pick any. <laughs> Did you want to go through and who wins? And... Or do you want to leave that up to, to the crowd or whatever? Yeah, the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for everyone listening to this, uh, send us an email with your picks and who you think should win these matchups to call it on air podcast at gmail.com. And we will count all zero of the emails to see who's the winner. <laughs> okay. Angry typing. There we go. Uh, I had it pulled up, but I closed it. That actually is an interesting show. I mean, that EC3 and Young right there, that'd be a different match to see. Yeah. Yeah, I think that'd be entertaining that much. I think that four-way would be a good match, too. Like I said, I'm not sure how well Horace and Woods work. I haven't seen them, but I think King and Flip would work well together. And I think they could work. If Horace and Woods could hold up their end of it, I think it'd be a good match. I posted a damn post on the Call It On Air podcast Facebook page. Okay. And I just realized I was sitting in the chair completely facing away from the microphone. So I don't know if y'all heard any of that or not. So what you could do is just start back where where you're saying that you just posted the 
the matches on the Facebook page and, and send in who wins, whatever. We'll just start there and pick back up. Actually, the post didn't have anything to, to do with the matches and stuff like that. I basically just said, um, I used Google Translate to, to write it out in German. I was saying, <laughs> I was saying something like, um, hello to all our German listeners, you know, please send your thoughts and opinions too, and they put the email address. Oh, but it says it in German, not in English. But if they're re- if they're listening to us in English, don't they fucking know English? I don't know. I just thought it'd be funny. Yeah, I mean it is. <laughs> it I didn't re- think it was actually going to do anything useful or worthwhile. I mean, you know, yeah. If y'all are expecting a useful and worthwhile out of me, then y'all haven't been paying attention. It actually says to our hotspot of listeners in Germany. Hello, listeners. Email us your thoughts and opinions at the email address. Yeah, that's close enough. Maybe the people in Germany are still listening because they can't understand what the fuck we're saying. Yeah. Well, they think it's just, well, they think the sounds we make are funny. And moving on to the next subject, though, what about all those uh, WWE releases again? What is this like, the 15th this year? Yep. 16th now. Right. The biggest one that surprised me was John Morrison. Yeah, I know it. Fugitive was saying that, and I was like, wow, that's, I actually know that one. <laughs> yeah, I pulled up the list of them because I couldn't remember who the fuck it was. And then I realized because I don't know who the fuck they are. <laughs> it's uh, John Morrison, Isaiah Swerve Scott. Top Dollar, Ashanti the Adonis, Tegan Knox, Drake Maverick, Shane Thorne, and Jackson Riker. Let Maverick, that was a little English guy from TNA, wasn't it? Spud. Yeah, that's his name. Yeah, yeah, he's the one that uh, won their version of Tough Enough, the gut check. He turned out to be a decent worker. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the past few times I saw him on WWE, they had him doing a whole bunch of comedy shit. But at his size, that's about that's about as best as you're going to get from the WWE, unless your last name's Mysterio. He's collecting, or he was collecting a paycheck. So what's the matter? Yeah, exactly. And then the other one, um, a Jackson Riker. That's the one we were talking about last time. Old Gunner, who I was surprised was still employed. Oh, they let him go finally? Yeah, yeah. I think that's Jackson Riker, right? I believe so. I'm pretty sure, yeah. I know you don't, Dustin. I was asking Caden. So many fucking name changes. Can't can't somebody just be who the fuck they are? No, because then they can't copyright it from now to eternity. Well, that's unfortunate. Well, you have the issue where... um, Shit, who was it? I think it was Chelsea Green, where the where WWE was in the process of trying to copyright her name or trademark it or whatever at the time of them releasing her. And so there was a little back and forth there. At first, they didn't want to stop doing it. But once she posted something about it on Twitter and everything, that's when they finally dropped it. I believe so she's in a, a, she went to sorry. TNA, didn't she? Uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. Impact TNA, whatever you want to call it. Whatever it is now. 
Yeah. Yeah, but you know, so they were in the process of trying to copyright her real fucking name. How can you copyright somebody's real name? I don't know. I mean, are they going to be responsible for your bills after that? Anything that you get put in your name? Fuck, if they did, I'd try it. I'd be fuck yeah, just send the bill here. Such and such staff of Connecticut. I mean, because if the credit report comes up, you know, hey, WWE owns that name. Send it to them. And then the other ones from the releases, I mean, I never saw them work, but from everything I was reading, like, uh, they were high up on the, hey, let's try to do something with these people. Um, The Isaiah Swerve Scott, Top Dollar, and Ashanti the Adonis. Yeah, they they just started a brand new uh, faction with them, like not even three, four months ago. Yeah, because they had like just brought them up from to SmackDown to feature them. And then in the previous rounds, they got rid of the a woman in the group. I think her name is B-Fab. And, you know, apparently she had like literally just signed a main roster contract the week before. Oh, they released her. That, that just don't went. that don't make no sense. Why are you gonna hire somebody, give them a full contract, knowing the budget cuts? I just I don't get it. Well, it's not budget cuts. They're trying to trim fucking people off to make as much profit as possible. I still think they're trying to sell to some bitch, or they're setting up for something. So they're trying to make the books look good and have a smallest amount of employees on the books as possible because. Mm-hmm. They've been just fucking a record set in profits, yet they're continually, oh, budget cuts, budget cuts, budget cuts. You're making more money than you have in X amount of years. What budgets are you cutting? You know? But like he was saying, though, it, it's if you're talking to a talent and you're talking to bringing them up to the main show, you're giving them a contract to, why would you cut them? Or release them like in two weeks. It doesn't make any sense. I think it's I think it's a case of the left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing. I think there's a certain group of people in that company that is making decisions on the cuts. And nobody else is involved in that process. So everybody else is just kind of doing business as usual. They see somebody in NXT they want to use, they call them up, they sign them to a contract. They're just doing what they usually do completely independent of the group over here, which is more than likely the Nick Khan, Vince McMahon, Bruce Pritchard, and John Laurinaitis are the ones going through and deciding who's getting cut. That's the only thing I could come up with that even makes a remote amount of sense. They say things that everything goes through Vince. If everything goes through Vince, then I don't see how that's absolutely possible. Well, he's what, 123 at this point? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, you are. How old is he? I know, Clay. I think his social security number is four, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So, with all these cuts and stuff, how many people do they actually have? Didn't we discuss that before? Like, was on the roster right now? Yeah. It ain't that many left. Let's see here. I'm Googling it right now. And the big thing is, is that there might be a lot of people in developmental, but they're not ready for TV. 
they're not ready for a Monday night, you know, national television audience. They yeah, can't no, be. I mean, yeah. Oh, you can look at NXT and see that. Right. But those are the ones that they think are the top ones. Let's see. It says it's uh, 207 currently. Uh, that's counting Raw, SmackDown, 205 Live, NXT, NXT UK, and the developmental. To what? 207. I'm just scrolling through it. I don't see anybody on this list that jump out as being released recently. So I'm thinking it's a current list. And uh, all honesty, how much they ain't paying the guys in developmental that much? Hot dog and handshake. If they bring you up to the main roster though, and you sign that contract. And then they release you. You're still getting paid, ain't you? Yeah, I mean, because from what I gather, when they're moving from NXT to either Raw or SmackDown, they get a main roster contract, which is upgrading pay, but also, which sucks for all the people in um, the B-Fab, Swerve Scott, Top Dollar, and Shanti the Adonis. They just signed those new contracts from NXT to... um, to the main roster, and now they have, you know, is it 60 days or 90 day? So no compete clause on the contract. I think it's 90 days for that, but, but it, in NXT, it's just a 30 day, a no compete clause. So if they hadn't signed those new contracts the week before they got released, they could have went to work somewhere else one to two months quicker. And again, it sucks for you. Tell me, you're getting screwed out of money. Yeah, exactly. You know. Are y'all ready to take us home? Yeah. Can you pay me? Thank you for joining us for the Call It On The Air podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to this on. Leave a five-star review and share us with all your friends. You can contact us by dropping us an email at callitonairpodcast at gmail.com.